Okay. Um, if you guys could introduce yourselves, I know this is like the first episode that I've been doing it with more than one person at a time. So just, I think we were going in um, name chronological order, right? So if you could introduce yourself, just say your name, where you're from, and the last song you remember listening to or added to a playlist. Okay, so wait, which order did you say? What? Which, which Almond, order? Your first. Oh, Moon's first. Yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Almond. Uh, I'm from Norway. Um, and the last song I listened to was Country Roads, I think, because we uh, we tried to play in minor in minor chords. Yeah. Am I the second? Because I'm a C. Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Celine. I'm from the Netherlands. And I cannot remember what song I listened to last. I'm looking at my playlist right now. Uh, Oh, I know a nice song. It's called Gloom Myself Shut by Noah Kahan. Real recommend. Yes. Hello, I'm Sarah. Last song I listened to was Wide Open Spaces by B Chicks. Where are you from, Sarah? I'm from Portland, Maine. Hello, <laughs> my name is Sebastian. I'm, I'm from Bermuda, like the triangle. Um, and I think the last song I listened to was probably a Mitski song. I'm kind of going through my Mitski phase, not because I'm depressed, um, but because I think she's a musical genius and I really appreciate her music. Um, good songs by her. I was listening to um, Bet on Losing Dogs and Your Best American Girl. Those are good. Um, and hi, I'm Zarina. I'm Canadian and Singaporean, but I live and grew up in Bali, Indonesia. Uh, and the last song that I listened to was Telepatia by Kaliuchis. It's a super good song and I would recommend. Okay, um, let me see. Basically how we all met was at EWC Changshu. So if you guys could just briefly go over like how you found out about UWC or your journey to UWC. And I'm pretty sure the only one who went to two was Amun, so. Okay. Um, well, I first found out about UWC through my brother who went to uh, Lipo Chun in Hong Kong. Um, and since then, it's always like kind of been in my mind. Uh, I always wanted to go, but then I kind of put it away for a couple of years, right before the, I could apply because I was scared of being rejected. So I was more like, okay, I'm not good enough, so I won't apply. And then my brother basically forced me to the last week for the deadline. So I sent in, um, yeah, and then I came into Changshu. And then of course COVID came uh, and four months in, me and everyone here had to leave uh, Changshu straight after Christmas almost 
Um, and then summer came and I think about a month before the school year, like next school year was about to start. Um, I like my national committee told me to switch schools or wanted me to switch schools because I couldn't go back to Changshu. And then I applied to like four schools in Europe and uh, Norway, like my own UWC, I guess, accepted me. So I went there uh, for the last year. Yeah. And graduated now this summer. Um, okay, this is Celine again. And for me, my mom went to UWC. So I've always known about it since I was a, uh, a kid. And I always wanted to go. Um, yeah. And then my sister also went actually she was like very similar to me so then um when the time came i applied also i went through a lot of struggle to get the grades like i needed i changed all my classes i was doing like all sciences but i was just not getting grades good enough to go to uwc so i i switched all my classes to like humanities and arts and like so i could get grades good enough to go to uwc fun times um and then I yeah I got in and then I went to Changshu with you guys hi can you all hear me <laughs> yeah okay I can't um quite hear you guys but great if you if you can't hear me just send it in the, in the little chat um, yeah, similar to everyone else, I was just at school and I really wanted to study abroad somewhere. And I think also like really common with UWCers is that you like just want to leave your home for like whatever reason, tons of reasons. And then you see a good opportunity with scholarships and you're like, yeah, let me get that. So um, that's what I did. And then I just got placed in China, I think, because I had already taken Chinese at my own school. So that's why. Yeah, um, I feel like it was a pretty common thing for people at my old, like, middle school, high school to apply to UWC. Um, we usually send like two to three people. Again, like I'm from Bermuda competition's not really <laughs> a problem because only like 10 people apply every year. Um, well, with that being said, actually, my year was was pretty competitive. Um, we had a lot of good like candidates. Um, but yeah, um, like Sarah said, I wanted to run away as soon as I could and go as far away as possible. Um, so I didn't really give like a preference um, or I, was, I wasn't able to like, you know, list like which ones I would rather go to, but then I was offered China and I thought that was perfect for what I like envisioned for myself. And yeah, I was following basically the same as everyone else, um, except I think I, I, like, I applied uh, through online. Um, so I wasn't there for any of the application days or like the group days where you're supposed to go and you're supposed to meet everyone. I did my whole um, application online. I applied through the Canadian committee while I was still in Bali. So that was just a bit of a different experience that I had. And honestly, I feel like it worked out for the better. I was able to just do my UWC interview 
and then go and just talk to my mom and tell her all about it and have good lunch afterwards so I didn't have to like go through all this like nervousness of meeting a bunch of other competition if you can say that um but yeah so my application was like that I wanted to go to Canada because I have family there but they thought that China was a better fit and I guess I can't disagree I feel like I had a great time there so yeah yeah um that that sounds great I feel like everyone had like similar experiences sort of um I thought of this question yesterday if there was one event or holiday from like CSE or I guess Norway that you'd you'd want to bring to um, either the college you're at right now or the school you'll be going to, then what would it be? Um, so one of the events that I remember the most, because I kind of had two of them, was the drag show, um, which we had quite late, I think, in, in the first term. Was it the first time or was it second? I, I don't first, remember. First. It was first time, yeah. Um, which was really fun. And it was a fun way of, I don't know, for me going out of my comfort zone and kind of opening up and go a bit more crazy than I usually would do. Um, and we had this, we had a similar thing in, in at RCN, the school in Norway, um, which was a gas bowl. Uh, where we did dress up and stuff, but we had more of a show. So there was like one and one going up and you were judged and they gave you scores based on your show. Um, and for me, that was a, it was an interesting experience that both gave me and a lot of other people kind of a way to experience um, like for them abnormal uh, things that they wouldn't experience anywhere else um, and, and to share this way I, I yeah I, I liked it a lot and I, I think it would be very nice to bring to other places yeah I think also for me like because I'm in university now and it's mostly just kind of hard to give that answer because it's not really the same because um COVID has kind of made everything hard but one thing I really liked what we had at CC was tea time because I think sometimes it's hard to like talk to people that you don't really know. And with tea time, you just, you ask specifically for someone you didn't know yet to talk. And it would be like in a non-weird way, you could hang out with them and get to know them, you know? Um, so I think that was really cool. And I think uh, I would love for that to be a thing at um, my uh, college, for sure. I completely agree with tea time. I forgot about that. But yes, I would bring that anywhere. And um, I am blanking on so many like traditions we had. All I can remember is open mic, which, you know, is fun. But if I could bring like a whole holiday to small liberal arts colleges in the U.S., I'd, I guess I'd bring Golden Week because I think here, like, you don't get a whole week off that time of year normally. And just like that time to travel or relax or whatever, like go back home, I think is important and um, was obviously really fun when we were in China and had that time off. So I, I bring Golden Week here. Yeah, 
Oh, sorry. I think that um, Golden Week, sorry. I think Golden Week is really good because you're able to like take trips with other classmates and things. So I think that's something that I would also um, kind of enforce a little, like not enforce, but like trying to integrate into like a college life is like doing trips with people instead of just staying in like the same area. Yeah, I I honestly don't know how well I know like Carl Carlton College is where I go to college. I, I I don't know like their usual like traditions very well, obviously because um, last year was was COVID um, COVID University and there was nothing really going on. But I would say um, it would be nice to have. I, I really did enjoy the like interhouse competitions we had at at CSC. I think it really brought everyone closer together um, with the people they lived with on their floor. Um, and that, you know, stuff like the karaoke night and, um, you know, everything else that we did. Um, and I don't know, we don't really do that in college, but it would be like really cool, I think. So, yeah. I think to add to that would be culture weeks. I feel like those really helped with like, student morale especially for an international based school or one that has international students just to make them feel more integrated um, and I thought that it was super cool seeing and hearing and learning more about everyone's different cultures um, especially since we're in a UWC which kind of holds itself to being diverse. Nice nice um see were did you guys have any um culture shocks or something big that you learned about a new like country or region like for example for me um I thought that the difference in vocabulary was very interesting and I didn't know that there were people like Celine who you know in Europe can speak like a million languages um it's quite interesting because I, I would rather I want to focus on the like because I went to two schools and how the culture of the country you the school is based in um makes such a big deal for the culture and the community of the school itself um I think Norwegians or Scandinavians are very reserved in some way it's it's hard to penetrate uh, or to come close to people fast. Um, while uh, what I experienced in Changshu was that it went one day and I felt like I knew people for already a month, um, which I appreciated a lot in Changshu and didn't appreciate that much in, in Norway. The, the transition of feeling included and being, having it so easy to talk to everyone and feeling like everyone wants you there. Uh, and then going to this other school where, okay, people are a bit more reserved um, and culturally they don't, like Norwegians don't even talk to each other on the bus. They would probably want to sit alone instead of like sitting and talking with people. Um, so I think that was one of the biggest culture shocks I had in the sense of changing schools or so in between schools. Yeah, I'm trying to think now though, like whether at Changshu I can really think of a culture shock and I think because I went in with such a like no expectations kind of mindset that I really, when I got there, I, I was just with everything. I was like, okay, cool. Because China is just such an odd country, like objectively, it's just from coming from Western Europe. 
it's just so different than anything I've ever seen. But basically everything in terms of like outside the school, like just Chinese life was just so baffling and just, but that it got to a point where when you see super weird stuff, I would just be like, yeah, sure, <laughs> whatever. Like it didn't even surprise you anymore at a certain point, you know, like the way they build their buildings, uh, insane architecture, but all, yeah, how kind people were. I was very surprised by that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I was surprisingly not that culture shock, just very, I don't know, like in awe, I would say, of China, at least. Definitely similar to Celine, I feel I was in culture shock of like, kind of how loose the students were, and that at the start, you know, we would just like go up to these random buildings and like go on the rooftop, and just like sit up here, like fun. And looking back on it, it probably wasn't the most respectful thing to do in like China, especially. But um, you guys can argue with me because, you know, there's going to be a lot of opinions on like rooftoping and stuff. And like, I love doing that. But still, like at the beginning, that was definitely a shock just how comfortable everyone was in China um, to just like kind of do whatever we wanted I guess um, but that was also the cool part of UWC is that like we had so much freedom to just go out and explore and do whatever so two sides to that I guess yeah um, I definitely agree with that and what Amun was saying about China being very like open and hospitable and stuff um, I love traveling in China. I did it as often as I could um, to as many places as I could go. Um, and yeah, wherever I went, I would always find just like really nice, like genuinely like hospitable people that, you know, wanted nothing more than just to sit down and talk about their lives um, with, with me as like a foreigner. Um, uh, and I, I think I always felt safe um, when I was traveling. Um, and I always felt like, you know, I could do like, you know, whatever I want, like within moderation. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I guess that was like a culture shock to me was just like how free I felt when I like traveled and like could experience all of these like crazy things that was going on in China. Um, I don't know. Yeah, some other culture shocks that I figured out while I was traveling might be like <laughs> the squatting toilets, first of all, those were a major one. Um, and then like the tendency Chinese people have to just like spit with all of their might in the most public of places um, kind of took me aback at first, but you know, gotta love it. <laughs> and I miss it. Yeah. There is one person in my college bathroom that spits very aggressively. And it always reminds me of China. I appreciate them. Excuse me. <laughs> That's great. Shout out. He's he's kind of a legend too. Everyone talks about the spitter on you know my dorm like floor, <laughs> but he spitter. does he doesn't he doesn't stop for anyone. No. Great soul. Oh my gosh, that sounds so much. That sounds like a good taste of home. <laughs> um, 
I not a guess... good taste. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's get away from the topic of spitting. Uh, I would say that, yeah, I totally agree with the traveling type and like that concept of like actually experiencing old cultures that you just read about or you hear and understanding like a different side of China. I think that's what we, a lot of us can like attest to is that China is not what we expected at all, especially like personally, I can see that for me, but I think for a lot of people, um, like I was personally really wary of coming to China and my whole family was like, China, you're going to China, that's so weird. And I was like, yeah, it's really weird. Um, but when I got there, literally just like everyone was super nice. And I think probably the biggest culture, culture shock was how big WeChat is in China and how you can literally like go anywhere without your wallet or anything and be able to pay for anything you want. And I think I learned about the downsides of that a hard way when I got my phone <laughs> stolen from me in Shanghai. So I went to Shanghai with just my phone. I didn't bring my wallet because I didn't think I needed it. It was just for Golden Week, like one weekend. And my phone got stolen, so I had no money. <laughs> so that was the downside of <laughs> accessibility with WeChat. <laughs> yeah, to add on to that, I think Chinese people have found ways to use their phones that is insane to me. Like they've unlocked 100% of their, the features on their phone. They can do literally anything. Um, yes, and it's shout, out scary, shout out to WeChat. Shout out to WeChat. And, uh, you know, and Taobao and whatever else uh, is going on. I think um, when I was trying to think of questions, then I thought of, um, that culture shock one and then kind of thought about vocabulary and I did some google searching last night so I don't think I can show you like on the screen but I told Zarina and Sarah about this earlier so I'm gonna send a couple pictures in the group chat and then I'm gonna ask you guys what you call it I know that um actually yeah like what you would call it in English so this first one hopefully they send quickly but this first one I call them french fries I I thought that Bridget would be here so I wanted to see like her responses to these yeah it would have been fun <laughs> to make fun of the Australians after UWC I'll call them Belgian fries Belgian fries I just call them fries I don't say the French part I just say fries you should say the French part there you know we. I call them chips. You call oh, them no, actually? I'm joking, I'm <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to seem cool fries. and different. I call them fries <laughs> unless they're with fish. Then I would call them chips. <laughs> I've never had like fish and chips, so I just call them fry. it's, it's fries. Fries or French fries. Do any of you say pom 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 free? No, that's French. Yeah, but we said Yeah, Pomfri. No. Nah, nah, nah. The next one I like, though, I call them flip-flops, but my dad calls them thongs. Thongs? <laughs> no, thongs. Oh. I call them yeah. sandals. Sandals? Do you yeah, really? Flip-flops over sandals. Yeah, sandals. They're my chong clubs. 
Chomp them. <laughs> <laughs> I also call Wait. them flip flops, but my dad calls them Zoris. Zoris? Of course, John does. I just call them Birkenstocks. Yeah. Birkenstocks. Those are yeah, these are my Doc Martens. Jesus sandals. Sarah has them. <laughs> Jesus sandals. Yeah. Like Jesus oh, sandals. the sandals here. Yeah, I call them sandals too. Because I call the second one foot flops, and then the third one like sandals or Birkenstocks. I think that we don't wear those here, so we wouldn't. We don't have a need to call them anything. No name. They're just called There's disgusting. No name. How can you call tomatoes any different than tomatoes? Tomato, <laughs> tomato. What other way is there to say tomato? Potato. Oh. <laughs> I say tomato, tomato, not tomato. I wanted to see if you guys said tomato or potato. Potato, potato. Potato. All that are root vegetable. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I think only Grace could take this because I think it's just for like people from the U.S. But yes. uh, you all should take it anyways. There's this quiz that it's like New York Times or something, and it it's like about your accent, and it pinpoints you so precisely on a map of where your accent is from. It it got uh, yeah, me so spot on. Quiz. It said Maine and like Alexandria, Virginia, which is where my dad is from. Damn. Ah. Uh, Damn. That's cool. I want to do that. I want to know where it places me. I know. Yeah, you all should. Oh, my movie's like foreigner. I'm actually <laughs> taking a linguistics course. And you I, are? I to, yeah, we had to like map some dialects on a, like put dialects on a map. So we had cool. to do that quiz too. I didn't, I didn't actually do it yet, but I wasn't supposed <laughs> to. Can Sarah, Zarina, can you say about for me? About? About um, boat. You don't sound out and about. It's no rounded. No, no one speaks like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, where, where does it come from then? Like, why do people like, say that? Okay. Like, a boot. It's like, you know, like in Texas, they speak with a southern accent. That's like an accent in Canada. And like the more rural areas, they speak like that. But most people don't speak like that. A boat. Out in a boot. Uh, out, out, in a boot. In a boot. I talk like that. I'm Canadian. The next one is chips. Russian. Yeah, chips. I think chips. Whoever says crisps is <laughs> wrong 100%. I know. Not Ford. valid. Car. A truck. Pickup truck. Automobile. Room, room. Skirt, skirt. I was. That's my whip. I wanted. Um. I wanted Bridget to say Ute. Ute. Yeah, this game isn't as effective when we don't have Bridget <laughs> here tomorrow. Bridget's not That's here. My Ford, four by four truck. Icebox. Four by four chug. Is that what you said? My Ford four by four pickup truck. Oh. <laughs> All wheel drive. I don't. I don't know what that is. A cooler. Yeah, that's what I say. I just because Rena said ice box. Or I, I think I would say ice box too. A beer box. I just don't call it anything. How much <laughs> you just refuse to acknowledge it. 
<laughs> just not a thing. Trash can. That's where Oscar the Grouch lives. Ben. <laughs> Who said Ben? That's me and Savannah. That's my home. <laughs> All right, Sarah. <laughs> okay, this is the last one. Can you pass me the bin? Trash can. Eraser. 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 Rubber. Like in the Ed Sheeran song. Wait, that, no, rubber was such a culture shock at UWC because when I hear rubber, I think condom, not an eraser. <laughs> and people you? in math class would be like, do you have any rubbers? And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys call condoms rubbers in Maine? I thought that was a British thing. I mean, I guess so. Like, not commonly, but if you said rubber, that's what I would think. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Not what anymore. would an say to, to eraser? Um, eraser. Oh, shit. Eraser? Yeah. Sad. Instead of, like, a razor. Eraser. Eraser. My my brother came back from um, the UK like a couple weeks ago, and he has like slightly a British accent. Like, you know, at the end of words, how they go up instead of like in California, they go down. Then um, one time we yeah. we were about to leave and we saw like our family friend. And then she pointed out to my brother like, oh, you have a little bit of a British accent. And he goes really like it just came out so weird um but the next question is who was the first person that you met within this group well including Bridget um I I think Serena was the first person I met no yeah no I think Celine actually on the football field yeah 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 because I came to the school um and then my personal second year like uh, my Norwegian second year she forced me to play football after I'd been awake for like 35 hours or something um and then Celine was on the football field and uh we played yeah and for me this is Celine sorry um I think it was Sarah just because we were in the same house so, like, the first night I got there, I was super disoriented because I got there during check-in is when, like, there's, like, a house meeting. And no one, like, there was just, the whole house was empty, I thought, and I was so scared. And, like, no one brought me to my room. Someone just put me on the elevator and was like, your room's the first one to the right. And I was like, what? And then I got in, and then I went to the common room, and I remember saying, like, hi, I'm Sarah from Maine. And I was like, oh, she seems nice. Yeah, that's all I, I remember. <laughs> that house meeting so well because me it was, too. Like, it was I was literally second guessing my decision to come to UWC at that house meeting yeah me too <laughs> just terrible and everyone was laughing at Manjusha's jokes and I was like this is funny and mm-hmm. but I, I remember seeing Celine and she was wearing these shorts and I was like wow she's beautiful but um like she doesn't seem very friendly but I, <laughs> obviously at that time it's because it was like not a pleasant evening I don't know I don't think anyone was really in a great mood um yeah we so, were just so... yeah so... I was like wow that girl seems scary but she has great style 
Yeah, so this is awkward because the first person I met was Celine. <laughs> um, because we were on the bus together going to school. So Celine, I, I was definitely the first this. person oh you met. <laughs> you were the first person I met. I forgot about this. I'm so sorry, Smash. No, no, no. You're fine. I'm kidding. Um, no, I remember it because um, you were with like Ava and Yako. Like you had this whole like Dutch group, and it was very intimidating to me because I was on the bus like my by myself, and you guys mm -hmm. were already like friendly with each other and like kind of knew each other, and yeah, that was scary. And then I met you and Yako like briefly, like when we got to school. But then, yeah, that was it. Yeah. I, I don't even think I would consider it like meeting um yeah. yeah I think for me actually if we're talking about like online meeting me and Sebastian met on the whatsapp group chat that we no had. that doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> that's um, true I forgot about that yeah it's okay Sebastian Celine forgot about you and you forgot about me there's an order um, here <laughs> <laughs> no um I don't know I think that was like I don't know, I, like, it doesn't count as, like, real-life meeting. I think the first person I real-life met, I don't really remember. I feel like my first few days are such a blur. Probably Bridget, because she was in my house. But um, I think I, I remember, like, talking to everyone on the group chat before we came, and I remember just feeling super, like, warm and, like, excited to come. So I felt a bit more, you know like not as scared on my first day, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I take, take it as a good thing um, because it just helped me be more open as a person. But yeah, I remember Sebastian on the group chat. That was really funny. <laughs> but yeah. I think there's the so many first... people on that group chat. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I think the first person I met in person and online was Sarah because, um, I mean, Sarah, you probably remember this, but I think, um, I was trying to find a dinner place with my parents because they wanted me to check in like the last day possible and um, my parents didn't know like any restaurants nearby like we didn't see any and then I I think Sarah was like walking with a Aiden who's like also from the U.S. like out of nowhere and then she asked if my name was Grace and then um, she tried to she booked a DD for us and then my mom when we got in the car said um hey so how long have you known that girl because I think she just sent us in a DD to some random place and we don't know where we're eating <laughs> no way <laughs> I was like I trust her I think and then but that Heidi Lau place was really good I only ate there once but um Wait, I sent you to that place and you didn't even know <laughs> <laughs> We didn't know where we were going, but my mom was like, okay, she's from the U.S. Like, there's no way she would, like, hurt her first date or something. I don't know. That's hilarious. But I think, oh, keep going. No, go no, ahead. You're good. I think the first firstie that I met was you, Grace, <laughs> because I remember, like, going into, I think at, it was one of the common rooms, and there was like goldfish left behind and they were your goldfish. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, Grace doesn't know like what a luxury goldfish are in, <laughs> in this country, in this economy. Um, so I confiscated them from you. Um, no, I took them to give them back to you. Um, and then we met in the cafeteria and I presented your goldfish to you. And then, yeah. And then uh, Sarah was also there. So then we, we got to like meet you and 
Sebastian has like a sixth sense for goldfish. goldfish yeah, I can actually radar. smell them from like a mile away. <laughs> that no, was like. I 100 believe that. Yeah, sometimes I'd walk into Sarah's room and I could like smell the goldfish, I'd, and then I'd like take them. I remember. Um, I think I went home for Golden Week. Like my parents wanted me to go home every break as soon as possible, and then um, I remember my I remember my mom like distinctly saying like, "Hey, when is your friend Sarah's birthday? Because if she likes goldfish, maybe you should bring her some." And I brought like a bunch of goldfish and um, what's it called? Cinnamon Toast Crunch and hot Cheetos. And everything was eaten within like less than 24 hours. But but luckily I went back for winter break. And then I just remember thinking like, okay, I know that Sebastian and Sarah and um, Celine's birthday are in like the second semester. So I'll just try to bring like as much as possible. And then I remember... Um, that was like my birthday present to you, Sebastian, was like goldfish. And then um, speaking of food, I guess that goes well into my next question was, did you like the food while in China or I guess for a moon, like also Norway um, better or your respective like homelands, regions or countries? Wait, sorry, are we talking? about Chinese food or are we talking about canteen food like Sudetsha? Chinese food very important um, question very important distinction I love Sodexo <laughs> <laughs> I miss Sodexo every day I thought it was really like not that bad I think everyone was kind of crapping on it but the food was not bad for college canteen food even I know, Mary okay. in the car right now says she hates Sodexo after hearing that <laughs> No. <laughs> Listen, the like dumplings and steam buns they had were so good. And then there were other things that were so good. <laughs> the rock ladies, the rock the, ladies really did a good job. Yeah. The fajitas. Yeah. Celine can't even lie. I know she ate like 30 of them one day. <laughs> like back to back. That's true. They made amazing with like the chicken and Oh my gosh. And the potatoes, roast potatoes they would add. I know every time they had those, me and Nafian would just go ham. Like, it was amazing. I miss, I miss the purple potatoes. That was my favorite. Yeah, and they left like dye on your plate. I miss them too. Yeah, delicious. Okay, but what about real well, Chinese could... food, guys? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is real Chinese food? I've tasted so much real Chinese food. I, like, I don't... Well, that is Chinese food then. Well, it depends on the region, first of all. Like I miss hot, like, hot. like I miss if like you uh, went to travel in China and then ate something like over Chinese New Year or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, we traveled to like Chongqing and Chengdu, and they like that's in like the Sichuan region. So then they had that like Sichuan spice everywhere, uh, and that was really good. Like um, noodles with Sichuan spice were probably my favorite thing. Um, but I I love Chinese food, like, in general. Um, yeah, for sure. I know this is a cop-out, but the chicken burgers that they served there, like, literally, I never liked chicken oh burgers God. before. They were so I was, good. I know. I loved hamburgers, and China literally changed me. 
I order chicken burger all the time now just so I can savor what taste used to be in my palate of the Chinese chicken burgers. They're so good, especially the one at uni. At the uni, I used to go so there. So good. That one was so week. crispy. But I also literally, so, food. so good. I literally went there alone sometime just to get the chicken burger. No, I was same. like, wow, is this what your life has come to? This is sad. <laughs> they were just so good. the bike. It was like after all those hard times, the best chicken burger was after submitting our math IA. And I swear I've never tasted anything better. Like, ooh, so Yeah, good. also for like birthdays and like when you'd go and like you'd get the chicken burger and then you'd go and you'd get the ice cream at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, that was like my, cream. those are my favorite days. You'd ride the bikes or just walk and it'd just be like the perfect day. The best also was when we when we gathered like so many of us and just ordered hella chicken burgers and chicken and bubble yep. tea and just sat and munched on it for hours. You remember the gloves they gave with the like <laughs> you guys would order whole chickens and it came with gloves. You know, that's how I met um like most of the like my friends, like Nalan Fu, Joshua and everyone. Uh, and B4 is because Nalan had ordered a big chicken like a fried chicken and he's like does anyone want fried chicken and I was like yeah I fucking want fried chicken oops you're not supposed to swear yeah I want it's fried fine. chicken um so he was like okay come in and I literally sat in his room it was half like half full like trying to put stuff together it was like the second day and we just sat in the middle of the room with a whole fried chicken in front of us and we just ate it with our hands it was really gross but a really great moment <laughs> did you guys ever have the ice cream from the uni because i heard that it was like decent but i never got to have it and then no also, grace and so also like thanksgiving um i wanted to have a turkey but then i guess i didn't plan that far ahead the food is really good though, but so I think it was Oliver who told me that they would have turkey at Ikea. Is that even possible? Oh, throwback to Ikea. That was one of the best meals I've had in China too. I never went to Ikea. I missed out on the meatballs. Oh, the meatballs uh, were so good. I remember it was like all of us in, like, I forget what province it was. Um, it was Nanjing. Yeah, Nanjing. And we were supposed to go eat some good food, but we just ended up going to IKEA every single time. We're like, <laughs> we need to eat IKEA. It was so funny. Can I also say that um Chinese McDonald's is like the best McDonald's I've ever had in my life? Like they had it was it was objectively bad, but you were just deprived. No, no, it was objectively great. Fries. It was so good. Like they I had that was the, the best, best burgers. And you could they get had... Coke with lemon. Oh, so good. Yeah, they had like specialty menus in China. True. Um, okay, and their McFlurries were 10 out of 10. And yeah, they added extra exactly. Oreos. Uh, so good. Um, that like the McDonald's like near our school was my comfort place. That's where I would go like whenever I was celebrating something or like had something good going on in my life, or if I finished an assignment or something. I would go to McDonald's and that would be like, yeah. So I have very positive memories with that McDonald's and 
the ones in the U.S. just don't do it for me. I'm sorry. But all McDonald's are good. I feel like their infrastructure is also really good. Like every McDonald's looks really nice from the inside. And I feel like everywhere else in the world, they don't really care about the way it's designed. But in China, it just looks so like clean and crisp, especially as a, like a college student. Going to a McDonald's is a luxury. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. They make them with care and love. And that's why McDonald's is where we go at 1 a.m. when we're... <laughs> drunk off our heads and need somewhere <laughs> to lie down for a bit. <laughs> uh, I went to um, I went to some McDonald's in I think like Mexico or Peru once and it was or maybe Hong Kong I don't remember but it was like two stories and it was so fancy and then when I got to China uh, I think what was it Aeon Mall or in city there was a KFC but it was it was like really small. It was basically it looked like basically a booth, and um, <laughs> and I I went and got KFC ice cream with my friends like before we ate dinner, and let me just say that the KFC ice cream like Oreo ice cream just hits different. I only had it once, but I was so surprised at the quality of ice cream from there. I feel like also the the like the meals plans that they had were so good like you could get free oh, what is the thing that Celine loved I forget what it's called free the it was egg like tarts. the egg tart Celine would get egg tarts yes just really good meal plans yeah good traditional Chinese also 2,000 times better than anywhere else for sure all this food talk I need a I'm so hungry. <laughs> um, if you were to host a friend in your country and or region, um, what parts would you take them to or what would you do? What would you have them do? The middle of the Bermuda Triangle. I would take them in a raft <laughs> <laughs> to meet the aliens and sea monsters. Okay, wait, wait, sorry, I'm, I'm a bit confused. Do you mean taking them to China and, and do stuff in China or host people back home? Back home. Oh, okay. Um, I, would, I would take people on a hiking trip, probably. Uh, like bring tents or hammocks and, uh, and warm clothes and uh, lots of food and make fires in the woods and then uh, grill food like sausages or just uh breads like like pieces of bread with cheese on like make grilled cheese over fire uh and sleep outside yeah i think that's the first thing of the many things i would do maybe go in the boat and uh wakeboarding i said that in a really canadian way a boat oh. but yeah <laughs> uh, the netherlands has so many nice places probably I was gonna say Amsterdam, but I feel like everyone would go there anyway. So I feel like I would go to like, a, we have so many really cute small towns, like where my grandparents live, Sarah went there actually. Um, there's so many, cute, and it, they're so nice because there's no tourists. It's just like calm and you can enjoy like real Dutch life, if that makes sense. So yeah, I would take them there.
Um, I just have a question for Sebastian. Are we gonna be able to bring like life jackets and food, or is it more like swim for your fish? I, I mean, what are you? He wants us to die. Like, if you have, have you ever seen Survivor, the TV show? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, a few seasons. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be more. It'll be more like that. So, yeah, the goal is not to come back. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It for real though. If if you guys were to come to Bermuda, I would take you to my favorite beaches that are like less tourist infested. Um, and then I don't know. There I don't know if there's really much else to do. Um, we could go kayaking or paddleboarding. Um, and I can take you to my favorite islands and we can, I don't know, go walk around and explore. It'll be good. I feel like I have the same answer. Islands are nice, but there isn't really much to do. It's just a big circle and you just gotta walk around and go to the beaches. But Bali, um, Alman actually visited and I think that's something really fun that we did was we went to the elephant park. So there's like a retreat slash park where there's like a bunch of elephants that they rescued from um, poachers and like different places in Sumatra so they go there um, for like rehabilitation and it was super cool to see all of the elephants and we saw a baby elephant which was really cool too the cute um, baby elephant it was so cute his feet were so soft oh. yeah the, I'll, I'll show everyone a cute you touched its feet <laughs> yeah, his, his fur was really soft. I think maybe he meant to say. But yeah, I take everyone to go touch the baby elephant's feet. <laughs> and also um, something I didn't get to do with Almond, but I would want to climb this like volcano. It's called Mount Batur and it's really beautiful. And I think maybe Sebastian, did you do that? Or did you think of doing that? we didn't we we did think about it and i think if i ever come back to, when i do come back to bali um we will hike that volcano for sure it's it's super nice because you can like you hike up like in like the dead of night and it's like so dark and you only see like the other lights of people like climbing up too and then you are up there for the sunrise and you see the beautiful sunrise and then it's like super hot and you get to like run down the mountain it's like so much fun and then there's hot springs so that's what I would do. Sadly, didn't get to do that with Alan because he was studying and we we're all studying during that time, which kind of sucks, which we didn't do that, but that would have been fun to do. And I want to do that with anyone else who comes. I'll visit you. I can't later. wait. <laughs> um, let me see. I guess my last question before we talk about like more random stuff is uh, what country would you want to vi visit next and why? Um, Almond is, is, uh, is making tea, but we talked about this yesterday and he couldn't think of a single country he wanted to visit. So the answer is every country in the world right now. Um, but for me... I think I really want to visit, oh no, wrong, almond said countries in Latin America, and I actually kind of feel the same, more because I've never in my life been on the continent of North America, South America in my life, and I feel like I've just heard so much about it, so 
I kind of want to go to the U.S., not because it seems like a cool holiday destination, but more just because I feel like I just want to, in my head, the U.S. doesn't actually exist, and it's just like a fictional, like, something through the internet but I really want to see you know that LA actually is real and that yeah, you better like, come. New York exists and that it's not like all fake so I really want to go to the U.S. kind of yeah I promise it's not fake unfortunately um it's real I want to visit Maine yeah come visit Maine we'll go to the beach any lobster okay um i want to go to new zealand but realistically yeah i'll just say that realistically where would i go next maybe like canada pretty close but where i want to go new zealand or australia come join us I want to go to like the very southest part of South America to like Patagonia and I want to see the orcas and stuff that are there um, and then I would take a boat to Antarctica um, to follow what Lord did. I would go south like she did um, to visit the penguins um, and then I would write um, an album about it. I that think I'm going to come. Yeah. I'm going to come with Sebastian on that and I'll help him produce the album. Um, I'm just going to follow oh Sebastian. <laughs> follow me blindly. Yay. Yeah. He's going to go somewhere and I'm just going to hide in the back of the boat, you know, as he's heading to Antarctica and just chill. You'll be like filming me like a nature documentary. Here's Sebastian yeah. in his natural habitat. <laughs> exactly. That's my plan is follow Sebastian. And if that doesn't work out, um, cry. Oh. Oh. Yeah. As you should. <laughs> no, but I also agree with, I think I want to follow everyone. I want to follow Sarah too. I want to go to New Zealand and Australia. Um, and I also want to go to America. Celine, I also want to go to New York. I feel like New York would be super fun and the most realistic option to be honest, so. New York is really fun. I went like once when I was younger, but I feel like I also, really want to go to Europe I haven't been to anywhere in Europe ever and I counted yesterday I've been to five just five countries I think U U.S. Mexico Peru China Japan that's it but have you guys been to more than how many countries have you guys been to I think probably more than like 25 more just because Europe is so tiny like Europe is smaller than the United States so like I you just drive like I, I can cycle for five minutes oh no five minutes like 15 minutes and I'm in Belgium already like I live on the border I can be in a car for four hours and I'm in Paris like that's how small Europe is people don't realize how small Europe actually is yeah, I would agree yeah. with what she said, not because of Europe, but because I also traveled a lot around Asia. And even though it's not like across a border, it's pretty like um, inexpensive to travel. So I traveled a lot when I was a kid. So yeah, probably over like 25 countries. Luckily, I'm super grateful for it. 
I would yeah. also say the same. Oh, sorry, Sebastian, you go. No, 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 no. please, Amund. I want to hear how many countries you've been to. Oh, yeah, no, I, I would also say like above 25 because Europe, um, I also, when I was a kid, my parents traveled a lot. I don't know why, because traveling with children is literally the worst. Um, when you sit in the plane and the child starts to, yeah, never mind. Anyways, I've been, I went to Florida when I was like three months. Um, so I've been to North America. Uh, I also have been to Hong Kong. So I, yeah, I've been to like 2025 20, around that. Um, I don't know exactly how many I've been to. Um, I don't know if it's above 25. You guys are a little crazy, but um, <laughs> I've traveled a lot like for a bunch of reasons. The main one, I guess, would be like jump rope. So that kind of took me to a bunch of countries for competitions and stuff. Um, but yeah, I've been to Europe and I think the only continents I haven't been to are Africa and like Australia or like, um, yeah, like those specific islands. Yeah. Have you been to Antarctica? Oh, that's a continent. Um, I haven't been to Antarctica yet, but I will go probably tomorrow. Yeah, we can just take the raft there. Yeah, with Zarina. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was Yeah, we're going together. We can all go, guys. Oh, we got a big enough raft. Yeah, girls' trip to Antarctica. Cold girls' summer. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. I want to travel like literally any anywhere, but especially Europe, just because I've never been. And then ever since I learned from Celine on like one call that she can go to Paris or. Belgium in like a day I was I was quite jealous plus my brother for some school trip he got to go to different parts of Europe also so I think he's technically been to more countries than me okay so uh thank you guys for talking with me and um it's been really great to catch up and we will see you next time.